0: Uh they used to try and tell you how to raise your children. Oh, some gosh. of those, those siblings. You know, yeah. they see you make a mistake yeah. and it's like, or they you did something they didn't think was the best thing. Or, or, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not like, thinking. Hey, nobody's born a good parent. Right. You learn, you learn. It's a learning thing. And I just yeah. used to hate when they and they criticize each other. I just hate hearing that. Look, that's their child. <laughs> That's their child. That's not your child. They're doing what they think is in the best interest of their child. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know. Sometimes we look at other people. We say, "Well, I wouldn't do that." You know, we we look at what other people are doing, but it's not your child. See, uh, yeah. you, only you know the limits you'll go to with with your child. Nobody can tell you what limits they say you can only go so far with your, you. That's not your child, mm-hmm. right? And I've gone through lens with each of my children that maybe somebody on the outside would say, well, you shouldn't, you know, it's not your child. <laughs> it's not your child. It's my child. So I'm going to go through whatever lens I think I need to go through with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. <laughs> oh. It's, a really experience. It's, it's just a learning That's experience. Bad. I mean, they write books on it. They're helpful at times. You can learn Mm -hmm. something from them, but there's no manual on children.
2: Flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. All right, so look. So, fun fact. Uh, you know how you you just got in the car, you turned it on, the music was blasting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I used to before I ever had a car and I had my license, I used to drive my parents' van. And there'd be uh almost every time when I would be by myself, I'd have the music blasting and I had to make sure I turned it back down and back and if it was a radio station, I had to turn it back to the radio station that my dad and my mom <laughs> and them would listen to. it makes sure I turn back down when i pull back into the driveway so that way when they got the car it wouldn't be no uh potential issues you know (laughs) i Just, just radio uh if i if i didn't have my own uh music you know if i uh maybe uh if it was the radio, then, you know, I'd probably be listening to 102.3. Or, uh, it just kind of depended on the mood that I was in, or too. So, like, sometimes I would listen to the fish, but then other time I'm not listening to the fish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, listen to stuff so, that y'all don't agree with.
3: <laughs> what's so funny is I used to, uh, when I worked for the school, I used to pick up kids in the morning. And the school car, so like we had a company car that we used to go pick up kids and had a radio, oh,
2: and see, I, I used to take them to the drew... school. I thought you used to drive, uh, drive a van.
3: I mean, yeah, but I mean, it was the it, it belonged to the school though. Oh,
2: um, so it was like an actual van. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and I used to I used to blast it with the kids, so <laughs> <laughs> I said, Um, you know, I I was always I had to remember to turn it down when I got into the parking lot because if I forgot. Then immediately, like my boss would get inside the van and she'd be like, what you got these kids listening to? Like, what are you doing? She's the kid upset. <laughs> oh, man. Just, they used to man. like the music, though.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's, man. That, it's that's,
0: funny because when your brother drives a car, the first thing I do when I get in, because, you know, he always put it on auxiliary, right? Yeah. Just through his phone and stuff. I got to uh-huh. make sure where the volume is. Always check the volume. And I know he's been using it. And sometimes he got it up to like 25 or 30. And if you just, if I just plug in my station the fish, it be blasted. So always, always, yeah. after he drives, always got to check the volume first.
2: <laughs> yeah, my dad, he don't, he, like, my mom used to blast music when we was younger. So I I feel like that's where my feeling of aside from the feeling uh, aside from my 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 liking to 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 rap and hip hop, my mom I think that was kind of the 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 thing that kind of like oh I like you know I like music that blasts you know what I'm saying but it's funny when I got like older it was like she didn't like music blasts I was like wait like <laughs> you <laughs> used to blast music all
1: the time what you mean
2: so you know it, it, it's fun and funny. But uh yeah, that's a that's a good fun fact right there. <laughs> um Welcome to the Flip the Switch podcast where we flip the switch on everything from oh, everything. motherhood, motherhood. We talk about it all. Relationships. This is a very special, very, very, very special episode. Um, definitely for me. And this one is definitely even more so in a way personal. Uh, because we have my father. The the man that raised me, that you know, uh, Dad. Forgive me for this one, but I came from his loins. Uh, the man know, who I, made
3: Mark Augustus. He made the man. I mean, like the
2: man <laughs> that God that that the man that allowed God to use him to 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 make this man right here and uh, my twin. My twin, you know what I'm saying? My father, my father. I love, I love my father. My father, Ray Roberson. Dad, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. I am
0: blessed this morning. I am doing well. Hey, in spite son. of
2: everything that's going on,
0: I am doing well. Yeah. I sir. see you got your granddaughter in the background. I like, yeah. I like that. I like that. I see that. I, I got my baby back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, we'll yeah. get into it. Why? Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <maybe> we'll <laughs> get into it. Uh, and you know,
2: it's interesting too. I just realized, like, when this when this episode drops, it'll actually be uh, Father's Day weekend. I didn't I didn't realize that until just now. But it'll be Father's perfect. Day weekend when it's actually air. So This is That's like perfect. perfect episode for You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to our last father that came on, Mike Mike Darnell, aka Mike Smith. Um, he did a phenomenal job with with just delivering so much yeah, it was, it was like, yo, like I haven't been back just yet. Well, by the time this airs it, I'll have listened to it uh, all the way through, but man, just like the man was saying some stuff. Now I'm also bringing that up too, because my father is, um, is truly a man of God. I know like, you know, people say that, you know, about people and it's not always the case. Uh in my case, it is. Like legitimately, uh, he not only reads the Bible, he studies it, um, he gets his wisdom from there. Um, that's why you see gray hairs on his face, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but <laughs> I thought it was from kids.
2: <laughs> I mean, it could be from that too, you know. I was definitely not exactly um, uh, the best child per se growing up. I mean, I wasn't like a terrible child just, you know, gave my parents a hard time. So, you know, it, it could I could I probably gave a couple of gray hairs and, you know, in there, but, you know, the rest of it comes from wisdom. <laughs> so, you know, um but but uh seriously, um my dad like he he has so much wisdom and knowledge in him. Uh like I I kind of feel in a way um, he and Mike Smith are similar in the sense of conversation. Like, when you just talk to him, man, it, it's, it's it, that's, like, literally one of my favorite things to do with my dad. Like, I, I'll sit there and just talk to him. We'll talk for hours. And we'll talk even to the point, like, he works graveyard shift. Well, he used to work graveyard shift. And um, so back when I was living with him and he was working graveyard shift, uh, he would come home and he's usually not tired. Like, well, he's tired, but he's usually not, like, ready to go to sleep yet. When he first gets home so he'll go home you know uh, start eating breakfast and stuff whatever get into his word whatever and sometimes we'll get into a conversation and that conversation will last for like two three hours or wow. until he until i literally see him falling asleep on me. <laughs> like he'll start building <laughs> i was like okay you need to let your dad go to sleep like your dad needs to go to sleep you know what i'm saying like so um, but I appreciate all of those conversations, um, whether they've been about the Bible, real life, um, you know, man stuff. You know, I've been able, I've, I've, like, since I've been in my adulthood, I've probably confessed a few things to my dad that you know, back when I was a teenager, I was not willing to do. You know what I mean? I was not willing to to speak up on. Um, That's a beautiful but, thing. I mean, yeah, but I, I bring that up because you know, some people don't have fathers uh, that they feel comfortable with talking to even in in, in their adult years. And, mm-hmm. um, I have a father that I can do that. You know what I mean? I can, I, I mean, I've told my dad some stuff that, you know, I was like, uh, he probably gonna look at me like, you know, a little crazy for this one. If I tell him this, <laughs> but, uh, he didn't look at me like that. He didn't judge me and he didn't condemn me for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I feel like, you know, maybe afterwards he probably went and prayed about it. Um, and, and so, you know, I just want to say, you know, happy Father's Day to my, my dad, uh, you. you know, and I appreciate you so much, you know, for being the father and grandfather that you are. Uh, my kids uh, love, like, love my dad. And my oldest especially, like, he'll look, and if my dad is not exactly giving him attention right away, he kind of, like, gets an attitude, like, uh, Papa, come on, like, I'm right here. And so, <laughs> you know, you got to be like, Dad, like, your, your grandson he 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 wants your attention. So, uh I appreciate that so much. Um yeah, so so listen, um we we uh wait. This is going to sound real bad right now, but that's cool though. We just going to just gloss over it. Uh there's no highlight for the week. So we just going we going to highlight my father. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. You know Nah, I mean normally like we kind of have a, 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 we kind of flow a little differently sometimes and uh I I was like, oh, we did not discuss that part." So, uh but yeah, I'm highlighting my dad though. I'm yeah. gonna shout out my dad, you know, for for being such an amazing father. Uh he he uh wait, no, are you are you still the head of Deacon at your church?
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's the head deacon uh, at this church. How many years have you been head deacon? Oh man. oh
0: uh, <laughs> exactly. I am not sure. It's been wow. a long time. <laughs> I've been at the church for for uh. This is my forty-first year at the church, though.
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. You want to talk about loyalty and faithfulness? Man, <laughs> I'm still trying to get there. <laughs> No, but uh, you, you were a head years. deacon when I was in high school, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. Joe, Yo, your mom might know exactly what year. Uh, I don't know.
2: She probably does. Like, I really don't got, know.
1: <laughs> she be knowing uh, all I the
0: know. details. I, I can't even tell you even what year I became a deacon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. He was born a deacon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey,
2: this is another fun fact, bro. This is another fun fact. My godfather, um, he uh he calls my dad a bootleg pre- uh preacher. <laughs> Why? Why? Because the man can pre no no, because he can preach. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, like he can legitimately give you the word of God from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Just as good as any pastor uh, you know. I ain't gonna i ain't gonna do that today i like my dad knows like sometimes i'll th- i throw shade in, in our conversations i throw shade at yeah. no nah, i'm gonna say it. i'm that's whatever it's my show i don't care uh my dad can probably out preach some of these preachers that claim to be preachers and pastors and all that stuff. Like, my dad is, like, no, legitimately, no legitimately <laughs> no sound in the word. That. Like, that. I, I, <laughs> see, now, he gonna be modest and say stuff like that, and that's fine. I'm with that. He's, he's humble. It's cool. I ain't tripping. But I'm going to tell you, my dad can preach. Like, if people have heard me preach and feel like I can preach, I'm telling you. Like, half of that, at least half of that, comes from my dad. just conversations we've had study times we've had together uh devotionals uh i mean just like anything you can think of that is uh in regards to studying the word of god we've spent time together doing that together so Mm -hmm. um yeah if if you feel like i'm good at it then you need to look at my dad man because my dad is so solid
1: i i
0: i I don't think i'm any gifted speaker or Got great oratory skills or like nothing like that. But the the uh, pastor I came up under and and his wife, uh, because I got saved when I was in high school, and so
2: okay. nice. I didn't they know that. Were,
0: they nice. were big on developing youth and all that, and so they just gave me some tools, and I just learned how to use them. And so that's, oh, that's good. Happened. So if anybody thinks I'm a great, I, I just Took the tools they gave me and learned how to use them, nice. and then greatness came out. So you great,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To yourself, where? Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, and, yeah. And
0: so um, I have to, I have to really thank the late Doctor Mac Trimble and First Lady Ruth Trimble for that. And, 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 and our kids grew up under that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thank God for the foundation that they've given, not only me and my wife, but, but our entire family. So I, I appreciate them. I'm, I'm forever grateful to them for that.
2: Yeah. cause I, I will say like, there are things that like I've, uh, come to realize after the fact, like just in hindsight and things like that, it's like, you know, you can kind of be doing things in life and then something kind of triggers, you know, what you were taught. And it's like, oh, that's what they meant. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm with that now. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you didn't understand back then because sometimes in life, you know what I mean? Like you teach your children or you teach, you know, people that's up under you, you know, things that uh, truthfully, they just won't get until later on in life. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And and, it, and and I got a lot of that, you know what I mean? Where I started realizing, like, yo, like, oh, that's what he was saying. Oh, okay, like, I see it clear now, you know what I'm saying? Or I see it clearly now. So, anyways, um, we do Random Opinion of the Week, as my dad mm-hmm. knows. And he already knows mm-hmm. it's on him. So, let's get into that. Let's have some fun. Um, Like I told you, Dad, Dre is... You know, he'd be ready to argue. I, I don't know why he is like this. I want—I need to meet your mom, and we can have that conversation and figure out why is Dre like this. Because he—I don't know—he'd be starting up trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but then, so, Dad, what what is your uh, you know what is your opinion, whatever it may be?
0: You you you—you're all aware what's been going on in the news lately about mm-hmm. uh, defunding the police department. What's your take on that? I think that's a good idea.
2: Ooh,
1: interesting.
2: Oh, idea. He just flipped it on us. I like that.
3: That's funny because I was actually thinking about that yesterday. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had an interesting relationship with, um, with police. Uh, I was just talking to my mom on the phone uh, a few nights ago. And you know we were talking about everything that was going on, and she was telling me how, when I was younger, um, I used to express to her how I didn't like uh, the police, and she used to always tell wow. me, "Well, you know, if you can't if you can't defeat them from the outside, you know, you got to go inside and do something mm-hmm. about it." She used to always tell me that. So I used to, I've always thought now. Well, now since yesterday, I was thinking like you know, I know that. Most of us, I've never really felt comfortable around a police officer. I had a conversation one time with a, a white person who told me that they actually feel a sigh of relief whenever they see a police officer. It was the first time I ever heard that uh, day in my life because I've never felt a sigh of relief <laughs> when I see one. Um, and I was wondering, like, but I do think that there are moments where they do make some environment safer so i I don't know what the world would look like without <laughs> any policing at all. you know mm-hmm. the only thing i I agree with is that I don't think that their culture was founded upon the right principles. I think that their culture was founded upon going against black people you know so i it's hard for me to make a decision in that that bracket so yeah, I'm kind of indifferent on that
2: that that's a That's an interesting um Thing. That, I mean, one, I never thought about where the, the origins of police policing came from. So that's something I'm going to have to go back and look up. So I'm glad you brought that up because um, I, I feel like things get started. Like things have origins that are sometimes they're pure. And then along the way, they get perverted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they get, you know, they get misconstrued. Um, so I, I've never, I never knew, I've never heard anybody educate any of us, you know, anybody on the origins of police. See, what um, I've
3: always heard was that they began to catch slaves. That that was their original Oh, was so yeah. that where the, the, the police thing was? Was, was that? Man, Mr. Robinson might know more than us, but, you know, that's, that was, that's, that's us, what
0: I've uh, heard, too.
2: Yeah.
3: Heard so, okay. Before.
2: See, I, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but as far as the defunding, I, I, So I, I guess in a way, um, I'm probably indifferent on that. Um, but at the same time, um, I feel like it may not necessarily need to be a defunding thing. Like I don't. Feel like it's necessarily like the funding issue i think what it is, is that they won't do what is necessary to get the people that are in there out and then allow mm-hmm. the ones that you know what i'm saying that we you know people may consider to be good cops you know to stay in now the issue with that for me is uh i, I heard somebody saying that there's no such thing as good cops um and i if i'm if i remember correctly the point was basically because if they're silent they're not any better than the ones that you know are yeah. actually doing what they're doing so you know um my thing is and, and i agree with that like if you're if you know um like okay like i saw this video uh, last night of uh, this black female police officer and she didn't she wasn't trying to stop the police I like, know we're all about. together, but she mm-hmm. was like backing them up, like no, like we're not doing this. And right. I appreciate that because it was her doing her job, and still at the same time saying no. We like she wasn't remaining silent on the 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 injustice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was happening, or that 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 they were attempting to to perform. So you know what I'm saying? Like so, police officers like her. I feel like you know what I'm saying is it wouldn't necessarily be fair. If you have some, you know, some police officers that are not remaining silent on the issue, um, because then it's like, yo, they gotta, you know, go out and do another, you know, now they gotta go find another job and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it would be necessarily that difficult for them to, but um, you know, it, it cause then my thing is if if the police, if police across the world gets defunded, then What's supposed to come in and replace that? And if there's something that's going to be worse, then I would... You know what I'm saying? Like Now, I know people might listen to this and say, well, how could it get worse? Honestly, I don't know what worse
1: looks
2: like. But, I, I mean, if there is a worse, I don't want worse. I'd rather, hey, get all these people that, you know, be killing and get them out, put them in jail and in prison, you know what I'm saying? Y'all put a black man in prison for stealing, you know, maybe a, a, a cupcake from the from the store for, for years, but you won't put a man that killed somebody, regardless of their skin color, you won't put a police officer in jail or in prison
3: for and murder? that's why most people are saying it's a cultural foundational issue and not an individual cop issue. Like the whole thing needs to be torn down and rebuilt. Oh, so rebuilt? I,
1: okay.
3: Yeah. What's
0: so, that, how you feel, Mister Robinson? Uh, yeah. What's, what's your? Well, I, the whole defunding thing. I know the mayor shit talked about it. I think in it. I I really think it's an appeasement thing. Just to mm-hmm. appease people. Yeah. Because that type of thing would take, it's not an overnight thing you can do. I mean, it sounds yeah, good coming out your mouth, but it's not something that's going to take place tomorrow. That would, ha- that would take a process to do, to do that. And then like some of the celebrities I've heard were talking about defunding and replacing them with other people that can do that. But who'd you gonna replace them with? Right Right. and who and how are you going to ensure that they won't act like them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's like people are talking. I hear people talking; things they sound good, but what's the reality of it's going to be? And I think another thing that nobody's talking about: racism is still deep in this country. Mm-hmm. Actually, all Absolutely. over the world. Absolutely. And nobody's talking. See, you can pass all these laws you want, but they don't necessarily change the heart of a man. And then right. unless the heart of a man is changed, all we're going to do is mask racism and discrimination. It's just mass. You can pass all the laws you want. If you don't change their core being, and only God can do that, you're only masking the problem. And it's gonna flare up. I mean, because how long has this been going on? (laughs) Well, look what happened with Rodney King. Way back then, we we protested and and it's still happening. You've got to change the heart of a man, which nobody's talking about, if you're gonna really deal with racism and discrimination. And like I said, you can make all the laws you want, all the changes you want on paper, it doesn't necessarily affect the heart of a man. So that's my, that's what I'm looking at. You know, that's the thing I'm looking at. And it's probably gonna be here, although maybe masked, you know. Is is
3: there do you think, Mr. Robinson, if there's a way um for it to like if, if there's a way through legislation um, that we can actually at least be equal as far as citizenship is concerned, like we can at least be treated equal as citizens, even though I know forever there's gonna be white people that that hate black people. Like I, I know that's probably not gonna change. You know what I mean? Overall, there's always mm-hmm. gonna be some.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think there's some legislation that can be enacted. That will give us some more equal footing. I do believe that, but to totally think we're going to eradicate racism, I don't see that happening. And discrimination, yeah. but I yeah. think there's legislation that can that can give us some more equal footing in in the eyes of people. I yeah, I, 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 hope I think they do something like that. Because I think most of us is but, like you but know. Again, that that will be a process. Hmm. Because how quickly are they going to come up with these changes and how quickly are they going to be enacted? Well, I'll take
3: reparations if they do that.
0: <laughs> I'd be
3: I'd be willing to take that yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: that's
1: for real.
3: You, you
2: definitely got plenty of people that would that would definitely take that for sure.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm not saying like, you know, that I would stop speaking out about it because of it, but you know, if right. you wanna give it to me.
2: Yeah. I'll take that i say no.
0: So the, was, but I think I think the protests have really opened the eyes of people. I mean you look at all across the world what people were doing. Yeah. I mean so i think I, I think it, I think people are beginning to realize how biased and, and racist they can be, I think. I think they, they're seeing we're going to have to do something or we're going to have a torn up country mm. we're going to have to make some changes on some level, or we're going we're never going I, I think America. I think we still are probably the greatest nation mm-hmm. uh, in terms of opportunity and economics. But well, we got some major issues. I mean, yeah. we got some issues other countries really don't have. I mean, you go to some third world countries and say they're fighting for freedom. Yeah. You know, because they live under these tyrants. I mean, they kill their own people. Mm-hmm. And we have all these freedoms and we're just as, we live in just as much as oppression as these, these other <laughs> countries do. Right. Like we're supposed to be free. Right. And yet we yes. have more, to me, we have more issues than they do. They're just trying to get out from the, under these tyrants. like. The guy from North Korea and even China.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, China got their own little... You can't have... Who says you can't have more than one or two children? How, how <laughs> does the government have a right to say that? Yeah, no. I know. I, I, I wouldn't live there if I was if I was born there. I wouldn't live there. You, you, know, you can come over... You can have as many kids as you want, as long as you can take care of them. No nope. right. restriction like that. You know, some countries, especially some of these uh Middle Eastern countries. Think about this now. You and you and I we're married. We can hold our wives' hand. We we they don't walk behind us, they walk beside us.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Some countries you go to, the women can't walk by their husband's side. They gotta walk behind them
1: right
0: that's crazy see we got all these little freedoms we take for granted in this country we don't we you know and yet people live under such they they really live under such oppressive situations that we don't deal with and yet we 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 take it for granted
3: yeah that's true you know, that actually kind of brings me into um a question that I did want to ask you. Um, you know, what what was the racial tension like for you growing
0: up? Um it was bad. It 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 was it was bad. And it wasn't necessarily white people, it was black people too.
1: Hmm.
0: Because you had to deal with 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 you know, people. You know, it, here's where I'll, I'll get in trouble.
1: Because,
0: uh, <laughs> see, we talk. We we talk about. We don't like people calling us niggas and stuff like that, but we do it to each other. Right. We call each other dog. I'm not a dog. I'm calling dog. I remember me and Gloria. Mark, you remember that Chinese food place on Santa Fe?
1: Yeah
0: in Compton. Me and Uh Jordan went up there one day to get some food. And so this brother came out. He said, what's up, black man? (laughs) (laughs) And I just looked at him. I mean, I just seriously looked at him. Because I don't answer to nothing like that.
1: Mm -hmm. If
0: you don't know my name, ask me my name. Don't throw these (laughs) phrases out there. Dog. What's up, Chief? I don't like that stuff. If you don't know my name, ask me. Because I don't treat people like that. Um, I don't call somebody dog. What's up, Black man? What's up, Chief? What's up, sir? I mean, how you doing, sir? If I don't know your name, I'm going to treat you with respect and dignity. And so I was. I just looked at him, and Gloria had to tell me, she said, let it go, Dad. She said, let it go, Dad. <laughs> she said, let it go, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to realize what she, you know, I had to realize because I was like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in starting a fight or something like that. I, that's not me. I'm not going to start a fight, but there are some things if I was going to fight about, it would be things like that being called out of name, mm. even though it's culturally acceptable. I don't like that, but we do it yeah. together. So how can we get offended if a, uh, if a a white man calls you nigger? Why are you offended? We do it don't to each know. other, we don't think nothing about. I I don't get it. I mean, yeah. if you're offended by one, you ought to be offended by all. You ought to ask everybody to treat you with respect.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think the thing is that people have to understand relationships and what I mean by that is you don't have the same type of relationship with everybody. Like, the way that me and Dre can talk to each other, everybody can't talk to me that way.
1: Because mm-hmm.
2: they don't have that type of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember seeing this. I don't know if you guys seen it, but there's this uh, black guy. Uh, um, he was doing some uh, interview or whatever it was. Uh, and it had, you know, an audience and all that stuff. So it was in the auditorium. So I'm not sure what it was that he was doing, and I don't know his name, but I know it went around on Facebook and stuff for, for a while. I think it still goes on. Um, but he uh, he had to answer the, a question uh, that was kind of similar to that, where it's like, you know, um, basically, why does it seem like, you know, it's okay for Black people to do it, but it's not okay for white people to do it and so he had to explain like hey you know his wife you know her and her girlfriends they call each other the b word you know that's my b that's what he said that that's her relationship with them he said i wouldn't dare call my wife (laughs) you know the b and he has no 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 desire for that but that's because that's their relationship with each other and he 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 applied that to the broader scale where hey mm-hmm. white people y'all don't have that relationship with us that's right. for us right if we so choose to you know what i'm saying now do i do i agree with you that on the subject matter of kind of using it publicly and letting kind of the world know how we talk to each other on ourselves? i do agree i do feel like that's a factor into to how they kind of choose to, to uh, treat us in a way. Because at the end of the day, you have some people that will respect that and say, hey, that's not my relationship, but you got a lot of people. And this goes inside and outside of the, uh, of the black community. Um, and this is in every community, I believe. You got a lot of people that they don't have that type of understanding. And so they think like, oh, because I see you doing it with, you know, so-and-so, mm-hmm. oh, that means I can do it too. No, you cannot. Like no, you cannot. Like you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I might like somebody like me. Somebody like me might not be the type of person to pop off and be impulsive and all that stuff and be ready to fight. But you got some people that are, and you got some people that will kill you over that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got you gotta you gotta know who you're talking to before you talk to them. If you don't know that person, like my dad said, "How are you, sir?" You know what I'm saying? Like, greet them with, with respect as if you never met them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't just go up to everybody and be like, hey, what's going on, bro? Or what's up, dog? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just being real. Like, you can't be, you know what I'm saying, um, assumptuous, so to speak, or whatever. You know, like, you can't assume that it's okay to just talk to a person in a certain type of way just because right. culturally speaking or at large, it seems to be acceptable by everybody when it's done. And I don't like mm-hmm. when
0: people I don't know say things like that. See, cause I don't, I, I got to ignore them. Most of the time I just ignore them and keep on stepping. Cause I know if I say something, it's gonna probably turn into a fight, <laughs> which I ain't got time mm-hmm. for. You know what I mean? I got I got a family to live for. I ain't got time to be trying to knock your chick <laughs> off <on> your shoulder. <laughs> you think a yeah. certain way. You know? So, so that's why most of oh. the time when I hear it, I just keep on stepping. I don't even, I don't even respond to <laughs> yeah, it. If you it's can't, funny. if you can't approach me the right way, we ain't got no dealings with each other.
2: Yeah. It's funny, I kinda do the same thing too. Like I, I don't really pay people too much attention when they say when they use certain things. And now me, I'm a little bit more gracious in some ways. Like if, if somebody just come up to me and be like, Hey, what's going on, bro? I'm not tripping off of that. That's just me though. You know what I mean? Like I'm Bro not, is uh, acceptable. Yeah. Bro is acceptable. Right. When you're like,
0: talking about what's up my nigga? What's up? <laughs> Keith? What's up? What's up, black right.
1: man?
0: <laughs> that 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 ain't that 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 ain't acceptable to me.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, some people, like, they're even like, even with bro, like, you've got to have that relationship where, because some people take that to heart. Like, if I use the word bro, you know what I'm saying? That means you're my brother. You know what I'm saying? And some people don't have it in their mind that, oh, you guys are all my brothers and sisters, no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody has that mentality. Some people do. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, you know, they, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I said, uh, you know, um uh, I'm okay with, you know, somebody walks up to me and it kinda says, you know, hey, like what's going on, bro? How you doing? You know, blah blah blah. That's or, acceptable because so,
0: I, I can understand if it's another black man he's saying probably using that word because we're the same race. Right. So that's kind of acceptable. But when they start using these other you know stuff. <laughs> uh, no, so, I'm not gonna so, respond to that. You so let's get yeah, can't approach me right
2: don't leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a little bit further into this fatherhood piece so um if you did have a message, what was your message you know to to me and josh and gloria um you know as far as you know uh racial uh, racial tension was concerned like did you did you have a message if so you know what was that that you you wanted us to kind of grow up knowing or learning? Uh, there's only one race
0: and that's the human race. Now God in his wisdom created us of all different shades of color, all different, you know, we come from everywhere, you know, you got all these different languages. There's only one race. Everybody bleeds red. Mm -hmm. Everybody bleeds yellow, bleeds green, bleeds blue. If you did, right. then I can see why you think you might be in fit, you know, superior to somebody. Everybody believes red. So, you know, everybody has the same, uh, everybody has a brain. You got eyes, you got ears, you, you know, most people in general, all things considered, all things being equal, you got arms and legs. How are you better than anybody else? We got the same functions. Some people use it to a greater capacity than others, but that's okay. We're not meant to be the same. We're not meant to go to the same degrees. Mm -hmm. So how is anybody superior to you? I don't. I don't see how anybody could say we're better than you. In your, in your, in your thinking, there's only one human race. So how people decide or think they're better because of? Social status, because of your nationality, because of your money. You know, that's just pride. Mm-hmm.
1: That's I really agree with that.
0: Pride. Nobody's better than anybody else. You know? So, yeah, and, and I think knowing that, then we need to treat everybody equally. Right. I don't care what you do. You know, I, I I know there's this big thing about the gay and lesbian community. I wouldn't even call them what they call themselves. I would treat them with respect and dignity. I would treat you as a person.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: they say we're queer. I wouldn't call you a queer. If I even if I knew you were that, I wouldn't call you that. I would want to know your name. If I didn't know your name, I would call it, I would say sir or ma'am or whatever until I could figure until I knew your name. I would still treat you with respect and dignity. And I think that's what God wants for us to do. Treat every human being because they're created in his image. I don't care whether whether you agree with their lifestyle or not. And I think that's where the church has made a big mistake. We sit pulp in pulpits called them faggots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. And I think yeah. that's wrong. You know what I mean? That's just wrong. No, I agree with that's you. That's God, God wants us to view them and see them. Mm-hmm. They're still made in his image and likeness, and we need to treat them that way. I don't care whether we agree with their lifestyle or not. I've seen pastors get up in the pulpit and make mockery of them. And yeah, you know. It, come on. That's not what we're called to do. Let's treat everybody uh, with respect and dignity. And that's how we'll win people.
2: Right. I agree. So we're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, And then, Dre, you uh, you can hit the next few questions. But uh, what was was something, um, and if it was more than one thing, that's fine. You know what I mean? But, you know, what were things that you wanted to teach, you know, your kids about God.
0: Uh First of all that uh, that he exists. I know there's uh, there's what's being taught in schools that you know uh about evolution and you know we evolved and but it got so many holes in it, and just logically, when I look at it, like got so many holes in it. Uh, I won't go into that, but that, that there is a God, mm-hmm. and because we're His creation, we are accountable to Him. And the the thing I like about God is, you know, it's an individual choice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't have to answer to God. I only have to answer to God for Ray. I don't have to, my parents don't answer to God for me. You know, they have to answer to God for themselves. And I'm glad he made it that way. But it's an individual thing. So we have to decide individually what we're going to do with God, who he is, and whether we're going to serve him or not. And that's what I want. My, I wanted my kids. You got to make that decision for yourself. I can't make it for you.
1: Right.
0: And I am so glad that they have it. We ne- thing I like about our kids. We have never had to force them into that decision. That's a decision they made on their own. At at whatever age they made it, they made it on their own. We just we just told them about God, you know, and we tried to bring them up in that atmosphere in church and in home, but it was the decision they had to make for themselves. And, you know, cause there were times, like, we were saying, we, we're not going to church today, or, you know, we, for whatever the reason. And they would find somebody to go with. They would call them, <laughs> somebody, say, hey, you go to church. And I'm, I'm so glad for that, that mindset out of them. Cause like I say, we, we never tried to force God on them, you know, but we did believe in doing the things that God said, bring your children up in the fear of the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. But we never
0: tried to, okay, you're going to serve God no matter what. We're going to drag you to church. No, I don't think that's, cause I would drag the church. And then when I got (laughs) of age, I rebelled rebelled against going. And I I, kind of found a way to stay home with dad. (laughs) But that was a mistake too. That was a mistake, but that was like, that was not the best. My mother would, but at that age, I mean, at a young age, I think you should make your children go to church and have them in church. And I, I didn't. I stopped going at an early age. I was probably under ten when I stopped going. And I, to me, that's that's it's that parents' responsibility to keep their children in church. And when they get a when they're old enough, mature enough to make a decision for themselves, then I think you leave it to them. But I think mm-hmm. we need to keep our children. If we're going to church, we need to. Bible says, "Train your child in the way they should go." Mm-hmm. And to me, parents are the train, and the kids are the cars. When <laughs> the train goes, the cars go. So if you train your children to go, they'll follow
1: i like that
2: analogy i agree with that
0: they become a train themselves where they can make that decision for themselves but that's why i says to train them
2: train them to be a train. The train
0: goes the cars go cars that are attached to it go and all and and until our children reach a certain age where they're responsible enough to make that decision themselves we should treat them like their cars the cars attached to the train they're going because i'm going and I think that's the best way to set that example. Not send your children to church, take them to church. A lot of people send their children to church, but by your actions, you're saying church isn't important to you, but I want you to go. That's that's mm-hmm. counterproductive. You take them to church. You set the example of how important church is. You take them to church. Yeah. Otherwise, you're counterproductive. I agree with that. And so I'm glad that they had they at an early kind of, you know, I guess when they were in their early early teens, they made that decision for themselves. And like I said, we didn't have to force it on them or anything. And so I'm grateful for where they are. I'm grateful for where they are now. We've never had any problems out of our children. You know, I never had to go to jail and take get any of my children out of jail. And I thank God for my, 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 my parents. You know, and I, I look at the unrest that's going on. You know, parents really work hard to keep their children out of jail. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, good parents do. You don't want your children going to jail. That's a heartbreak on you. And to see all these people being arrested. I mean, come on, you, you do the cur. I mean, do the protests. But when curfew time, go home. Yeah. Why would you want to stand there and be arrested and go through that process? I will get that. Go home. You protested. You were out there long enough. Go home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, come on. I mean, just some, now I think the people that looted and vandalized, I think if they can find out who they, I think they ought to be charged. I, I'm, I'm practical. I'm practical. They ought to mm-hmm. be charged. But the people that broke the curfew, out, then let them go. I mean, I don't even know why they even arrested them. Yeah, I agree with that. Just, just clear, just clear them out. Make them move. I mean, you could do that. You got the authority to do that. But to waste, I mean, cause you're wasting taxpayer money arresting them. You know, keeping them over. I mean, come on, that's a that that was a joke. So I have a question for you.
3: Um. I I think this is gonna, you know, raise our curiosity a little bit more. Um, how did you deal with the news when you found out that your wife
0: was pregnant? Um (laughs) actually, actually, with Mark and Joshua, I knew she was pregnant before she told me. Oh. Mm. (laughs) Before I even got the news. I I knew. I don't know. How how did you know? I don't know. I, don't, I can't tell you how I knew, but I knew. With Gloria. I had no idea she was pregnant and she was driving me hits we, we were sitting in the bedroom with that. She, she was driving me hiss that she couldn't, that she was pregnant. I,
2: I, I, I didn't. wait, wait. So she knew that she was pregnant with Gloria before you knew?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she was she was we were in the bedroom and she was dropping me hints that she was pregnant and i didn't
2: get it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i i knew uh and i forgot to mention that part uh when we talked about all uh when we got to it on on our on the on our episode but i knew uh, my wife was pregnant all three times like my wife <laughs> i ain't gonna put her on blast but my but I knew, like, I kept telling her, like, babe, you're pregnant. The first time when we had uh, the, the first pregnancy, told her she was pregnant. Her co were telling her she pregnant. She didn't believe it. Second pregnancy with Lennox, told her she was pregnant. She didn't believe it. Um, then the third one, I was like, you pregnant? She didn't, you know, it just,
1: it just, it happens. <laughs> you no, knew men every know.
2: <laughs> Yeah, men know. Like, men, sometimes men literally know before women do. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> why I tease them sometimes. I said, I, and I tease her. And Todd, I said, you know, I didn't know she, you were with her. And I'm, I'm, that's why I'm still trying to figure both of y'all
1: out.
0: <laughs> I, I can't figure both of y'all out. You you are my daughter. I'm still trying to figure
1: both of y'all out.
3: <laughs> you know, it's so funny. As you were naming your kids, I just realized you guys have the same exact path of kids it, not the same exact years apart but right two boys right. and a girl
2: yep. <laughs>
1: that's
2: crazy <laughs> and, yeah. I, and i said i said that that's how it's gonna be if lennox was a boy which he was then the, then when we have a third child it's gonna be a girl i, I said because because uh her on her family on her side of the family it's four girls then there then there's a boy so the boy is the baby mm. you know what i mean so it so you know, my wife, she's the oldest, <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, like, you know, it's it's gonna." And I wanted, I wanted a girl second, but that's not how it happens. And I said, "Hey, if this one's a boy, then the next one's gonna be girl." I'm just just letting you know how it's gonna be. So you know, <laughs> it turned out exactly I said. You know, I don't know. How, I never asked her how she felt about that, but you know, oh, well, no, she like she likes it because um, my boys are close in age together, so they can play together and be friends and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So mm-hmm. she likes it that way. Um. Yeah. So, so Mr. Robinson, is. did you
3: feel prepared?
2: <laughs> There's no
0: manual on parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't nope. the Bible. That's <laughs> probably the closest you're gonna get. And it's 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 it's, it's a it's a uh, it's a learning experience and a growing experience. And, and one of the things I hated when uh you know that my wife's family used to do is that uh they used to try and tell you how to raise your children. Oh, some gosh. of those, those siblings. You know, yeah. they see you make a mistake Man. and it's like or they you did something they didn't think was the best thing or, or and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm gonna think it, hey, nobody's born a good parent. Right. You learn you learn; it's a learning thing, and I just yeah. used to hate when they and they <laughs> criticize each other. I just hate hearing that. Look, that's their child; that's their child. That's not your child. They're doing what they think is in the best interest of their child. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know. Sometimes we look at other people. We say, "Well, I wouldn't do that." You know, we we look at what other people are doing, but it's not your child. See, yeah. and only you know the lunch you'll go to with. With your child. Nobody can tell you what lens they say you can only go so far with your you that's not your child. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've gone through lens with each of my children that maybe somebody on the outside would say, well, you shouldn't, you know, it's not your child. <laughs> it's not your child. It's my child. So I'm gonna go through whatever lens I think I need to go through with them.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
0: It's it's just a learning no, that, experience. I mean, they write books on it. They're helpful at times. You can learn mm-hmm. something from them. But there's no manual on children.
2: And so I agree with that. Question with that, or to kind of piggyback off of that in a way, how, how did you, uh, you know, how did you feel, and how did you deal with the news that you were going to become a grandfather? Yeah, because you're in grandfatherhood too. Yeah, like yeah. you—you're the only grandfather we got on, uh, for the series. <laughs> uh, I—I
0: I, I love it. I love being a grandfather. Uh, here's one of the reasons why. Uh, when all pretty much all my siblings had children at early ages, like they were in their teens, all—all all, especially all my really,
1: siblings.
0: yeah, they were in their teens. But I saw how my father. And I guess you know nobody, no father, no no parent really wants to see their child have a a, a kid at like 16, 15 years old. You don't you don't want that for your child,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: But I saw how my dad would, even when the 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 father of that child didn't step up, I saw how my dad stepped up to make sure when my sisters had kids. He took, he provided for them, even when that, that father didn't. He would make mm-hmm. sure my children, uh, my assistant and them had the the diapers and the formulas and all that, you know, and make sure that they, those kids were taken care of. So that became important. That just that, watching that growing up became important to me. And so when uh, my son had the first grandchild, it did something in my, my whole paradigm of, about life shifted. Really? Uh, and there were things that I thought was so important at the time before I became a grandparent, I realized those things aren't that important.
3: <laughs> because- some stuff, like, interesting. some stuff
0: like what? Uh, Just about life, you know? uh just about life about uh work money These that we think are so important when i had uh, when mark was born it just changed my shift i mean they're still important but they weren't they didn't they weren't as important as i was making them yeah you know, at the time. Now, me, I'm still living for God. I'm still living for my family, but I'm also living for my grandchildren now.
3: We and just kind of had a father on here kind of talk about that a little bit, too, how, you know, we sometimes men make work more important than the family, and it's really right.
0: Fine. And so I'm, I'm kind of living for them. In fact, I, I, I gave up a job I was holding at the church just so I could have time for them. Wow. Yeah. Because it was hitting on my Saturdays. I was up at my church every Saturday cleaning up, cleaning up on Sundays. And I said, I got to have time for my grandkids now. Mm -hmm. Another reason it's, it's important to me is because my father passed. My father saw all of his children have at least one child except me and my youngest brother. That's because we didn't have kids at an early age. Yeah. So, not him being able to see Mark in the. It, 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 there's that. I don't know. I don't even know the word to use. But I told God, there's a lot of things that are. I'm not. I'm not concerned about being rich. I want to. I want to I be well off. Don't get me wrong. But I ain't interested in being rich. I want to see all my kids grow up and have at least one child and i have a measure of time with that child and to me that was complete life wow that that would Dang. be the topping on life i mean because god has been so good i mean you know my life is is full right now i mean i don't i don't i may not have all the material wow. stuff i may not have, be as wealthy as some people but those things don't necessarily bring fulfillment either.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. so
0: just, I want to, I, I still got, let me live to see all my kids have at least one child. Let me live that long. And I can have some measure of time with them and life will be complete for me. That's all. That's, I wanna, that's, that's what that's I want to live to see. Of course, I want to live to do what, god has called me to do but i want to live to see <laughs> right. that. i want to live to see that and hey that'll make life really fulfilling for me i mean every time i when that when when i see my grandkids it's like you know they just they just you know they talk about we're like kids they bring me to life just, just seeing them, even if he FaceTimes us, just when I see them, it's like it does something to me. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's a joy they just even seeing them that brings to me that nothing else can top. So, and, and you know, and 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 we're talking about father, fatherhood is important, and I, I wish more fathers. You know, I I, I know some people, there's a a young lady on my job, very, she's just a a beautiful person, inside and out. She -hmm. talks about her mom, I never really say anything about her dad. And I'm wondering, is he in her life, is he? And I'm thinking, so many fathers miss out because they're not in their children's life, right? And that's it. that's something you can never recover. If you're not part of your child's life, you can never recover that. And so many children sub grow up because they're not they don't have their parents in their life. I I think part of our cultural problems are because of the lack of two parent homes. I agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm i mean if
0: god designed children to come up under a, a, a mother and a father if that was the framework and foundation it's no wonder our society is crumbling you know they talk about the gay. look femininity has to be taught but it has to be modeled no man can model femininity to a, to a, a daughter.
1: Right.
0: Masculinity right. has to be taught, but it has to be modeled. No woman ma- uh, can model masculinity to her son. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. You can't do it. A woman right, cannot they- be a man to her son. She can only be a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, a father cannot be a mother to his daughter. He can only be a father.
1: Right,
0: and we need that both of those we really right. need both of those to build a healthy society, and when one is missing, it affects it affects I don't care what the psychologists say and all that there's there's something missing in their child lives when they don't have both parents actively involved in their lives,
1: yeah and
0: the statistics show it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, we think we're going to raise a healthy society otherwise we're not
2: yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, a, a, a few years ago um, I want to say my wife was pregnant with with Lennox and um, she was at her, uh, her uh, family's house and um, um, they spent the night I was working um, so I couldn't go with them or anything like that. So, but they spent, the night. Uh, I think it was like a couple of days. And it was like, after. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like after the first day or something like that, uh, while they were there, Mark was kind of, you know, acting like, you know, my wife basically, she was telling me like, I think he misses you, you know what I'm saying? So when I got down there to pick them up, it was kind of, it kind of came a difference for him where he wasn't necessarily behaving the same way anymore. And Mm -hmm. just kind of showed in his, you know what I'm saying, his behavior, like, you know, my dad, you know, I'm used. And and so, you know, that just kind of showed me, like, yo, like, whatever issues that, you know what I'm saying, y'all may encounter and and have, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you just got to work, you gotta work through that because if for no other reason like your kids need that that model and that balance you know what i'm saying like like i and i and i've even said you know like I, I don't think it was anything serious but just saying like you know like i'll tell my daughter she clearly can't understand everything i'm saying but you know i'll tell like oh i'm not mommy you know what i'm saying like only mommy can give you this or whatever blah blah right.
1: and but, uh mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying
2: it's like the like the truth of the matter is like you know i can't display what it's like to be a woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm not designed that way. And my wife right. can't, you know, display what it's like to be a man. She's not right. designed that way. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's something that when we learn as a whole, as a community, as a social status and all that stuff, that, you know, it's not good to just go around having sex with anybody and everybody and, and, you know, just getting women pregnant and pregnant and, you know, and all this other stuff and just, you know, um, going around and just having multiple babies by multiple women and all this like that's not that's not healthy that's part of that is part of the reason why and w- whether people want to agree with me or not I don't care what you say that's part of the reason why there's so much chaos in the world right now because mm, yeah. you know what I'm saying like fathers are not being in the home partially right. because they got children all over the place you know what I'm saying how can you be in, in one how can you be in the home with multiple children when they're dispersed you know in various places you can't
3: Yeah, and I I think it's even true for the opposite sex. Like, for example, like, my son. I can only be a father to my son, but I can't give him that nurturing aspect that my wife Absolutely. gives. Him, you know right, what I mean. Like right. sometimes I'm too hard on him, and sometimes right. my wife just gives <laughs> it back. You know what I mean? Like I can't yeah, do for it. real. And then with my daughter, I'm almost too lenient because I'm like, that's my girl. You know what I'm saying, like I can't do <laughs> that hard. <all> right, right, <laughs> so right. She has to bring in the discipline on that end. So we need exactly. both. Exactly. We need both, man. Exactly. So,
0: um. You know, because there there are times your mom tell me, especially with Gloria, (laughs) you shouldn't talk to her like that. Sometimes the tone of voice, I would talk to her uh, or something, or maybe the words I use. You shouldn't talk to her like that. Okay. (laughs) And and then, (laughs) when I try, and then, and then she would tell me, Well, you shouldn't let her get away with that. You
2: telling me I'm too hard? Now you telling me I'm wait a minute? Come on! You can't have it both ways. If I'm being too hard in the moment, then you know, go go ahead behind me and give them that nitric. If I'm being too lenient, you know what I'm saying? Then you come in and you give them the you know the opposite, and that way it still work out.
0: Right.
2: So 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 that it's like oh man.
0: You know, and I'm, I'm like, you. daughters are, are daughters are, you know, so they that, just have your heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because mine,
2: mine, I, you know, I, and my wife, she, you know, she be talking mess, low-key or whatever, and she be talking about, so, you know, you just spoiling her, you know, just, listen, that is my, ba- like, you don't understand, okay? First of all, you got two boys, you know what I mean, that at the end of the day, regardless of how you want to see it, You know, they 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 say that I'm my oldest son's best friend, and you know, and it is cool, whatever. But listen, when they get older or whatever it is, they they gonna be mama's boys, both of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially Lennox, Lennox especially. But they gonna both be mama boys. You know what I'm saying? And and it is what it is. I'm not tripping and say you know you gonna you know spoil them. Let them know because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like. I, I need to make it. I say it like this, and I feel like all oh, men should do this. and I kind of—it's funny because I, I learned this uh, or I realized this when we went out for—I think it was Lennox's birthday earlier this year. We were at—I um, I forgot the theme park that we were at, but it's uh, not far from Knott. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so there was this guy there with his daughter. I think it was her birthday or something like that. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, Dad, I think you was right there with me. And the guy said, you know, he just, basically, he tells her yes pretty much all the time. And the reason why, though, is because he doesn't want, uh, you know, some guy coming along. Oh, yeah, I remember you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just kind of, like, he kind of got easy access because, you know, like, basically her dad wasn't effective in his life. Now, I'm not saying yeah. we should be yes men, but, right. you know what I'm saying, in and, and the overall aspect and view of it, like, I got to make it difficult for some man to come along and propose and become her husband. Like got to he got he has to do at the very minimum what I'm doing. Right. Even, you know what I'm you, saying? Like at the you got to raise her standards. Better. Right. Like right. like for me even I would say he needs to do better than what I did. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like she might in her eyes in the future, I don't know, she might see like oh daddy is the greatest man of all time. Listen, if, if you see me as that, then he needs to be better than that. And whatever better than that looks like then it needs to be that like he needs to be able to like seriously because you know what i'm saying like i'm not perfect you know what i'm saying like i make my my you know my 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 falls and and all that stuff as a father and i'll definitely make many more in the future uh, especially once right. you get older but you know what i'm saying like i i want i want it to be so difficult that you know the path is narrow you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the reason why mm-hmm. some of the marriages that are today—not that we are talking about marriages, but just some of the things, some of the relationships between men and women that we see today—is because the road isn't narrow enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta—I feel like you gotta be narrow-minded to the type of men and the type of women that you know are are allowed in. And so, you know, I want my daughter, like, yo, like, be so narrow-minded—not in the sense of, of, uh, um, like, no man is good enough for you, but that. Like it got to be right. Like he got to be right. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ain't mm-hmm. no room for you know. He, yeah, he ain't gonna be perfect, but he he got to be right. right. If he ain't right. Exactly. He got to go. Period. I'm not playing. I'm that. with you on that. <laughs> um, so, but Dad, let me let's ask this. Well, uh, I, well, I want to
0: hear I want to hear Dre say how he's grooming his daughter for for not only adulthood, but. <laughs> For potential marriage, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: I so my daughter, she's she's only four right now. So I, like, in my mind, um, I, the only fear that I have about her dating and stuff like that is if she runs into a younger me. Like, I, that that scares me. Mm. I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet me as a young man <laughs> and, and have to deal with that. Um, but the main thing, I, and it's, it's really with both my kids, but especially with my daughter, is just value. You know what I mean? Like, I want her to know, like, mm. you are so valuable. You have such yeah. a high standard that a man mm-hmm. has to, you know, you know, I, I always think about the, the aspect in the Bible is like, okay, you know, of uh, the the man is supposed to be willing to sacrifice his life for his wife the same way that Christ is willing to sacrifice for the mm-hmm. church. So you know he need to be willing to die for you before he could touch you. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. i like that. that, that. i
3: like, oh, no. yeah. you, you know, and I might have to prove it. Like, I
2: don't to prove it. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel, you know. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Dre, we Dad, me and Dre, we got a, we got this thing. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen Bad Boys, but uh, uh, the uh, the movie with Will Smith and um and Martin Lawrence. But mm-hmm. in the movie, Martin Lawrence is—he has his whole family. You know, he—he's a cop. They're both cops, right? And um, uh, that's how they became best friends and brothers and everything. And so, Will—he's the godfather to to his children, to uh, Martin Lawrence's characters' children. And so, uh, in the in the in the movie, his daughter, um, she uh, has this young man that's coming over to take her on a date, and they pull out this this thing where, uh. Will's character acts kind of as if he, like, just came out the pen or whatever. And they both going <laughs> hard on him, like, who is you? And, you know, they kind of cussing him out and everything. But like, you're 18, you look 30. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it just kind of, so me and Dre, we said, hey, we're going, you know, we agree, you know, we're going we to gonna kind of pull that out, you know, for our daughters and, and whatnot. And then we got extra brothers, too, like uh, like Ronnie uh, and, and Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we said, we, probably gonna be gone, gonna go look for some uh, shotguns and, and other stuff too because ain't nobody anyway, <laughs> playing them games like and like Dre said he gonna have to kinda of prove that you know with us that you know hey I'm I'm
1: worthy I'm willing to die if it be yeah. not you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: like and if, if you're willing to give up your life, that then we could really talk. You know, we can really talk. <laughs> but before that, I, yeah, so, so but that, let me let's <laughs> so we wind it down, um for the last few minutes of the episode, but what is some um, advice that you would uh, give uh, fathers that you know maybe young fathers like me and Dre, or you know guys that want to be fathers, and to grandfathers because you know you're a grandfather, so you got some some good experience. You got about three years, four years almost into grandfatherhood, and uh, you know uh, what, what's some advice that you would give to fathers. Uh, all your children all your children are adults. Let me say it like that. You ain't a, you ain't a full empty nest yet. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but um I love my brother. But um but you 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 uh you you all all three of your children, we're all adults. Um, I, dang, Gloria is what, twenty-three now? She's 20, yeah, she's uh, she's she's to be twenty-four this year, 50, man. Twenty four this year. So, you know, your youngest is twenty-three. <clears throat> Uh, you know, so what advice you got some for fathers and, and what's some my advice for grandfathers?
0: Well, I, I, I think it's a, it's a blessing to be a father. Uh, and yeah, I think what's more important is that fathers be there for their children, for that wife, for their children. I, I'll never forget. Uh, I was going to make a career change. Um. Uh, Back in the early '90s, I was just thinking. I, 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 I served in the military, so uh, uh, and I, I want to make a career change. I didn't want to go. I wasn't thinking about going back to military. I was going. To, I went and applied uh, with the police department. Really? Uh, <laughs> your mom dropped me off. I went yeah. and Took the test and all that. Uh, I, I had it in my mind. I was going to start off in law enforcement. Become a detective because in the military I had top secret top secret clearance which is still valid, and so I was gonna kind of work my way up to the CIA or something like that. You know, anybody knows me. I like I, I like movies dealing with things like that. Yeah, like like I like SWAT. I like SEAL team that comes on. I like Criminal Minds. <laughs> I like <laughs> Yay. I, I like movies around that thing. And uh I'll never forget uh when she came to pick me up. Uh I took the test, passed the test. They they wanted me to uh make an appointment to uh do the psyche eval, and uh and then you had to do the physical uh test. And I'll never forget when she picked me up she, uh she had this look on her face. I never, these words are still in my mind. And that look of 20, almost 24 years later, <laughs> she said, she looked at me and she said, You wanted this baby? You better make sure you're around to take care of her. <laughs> Whew. 20, almost 24 years later, I still remember that look. Now, let me ask, let me ask. Words. Was that, oh, did it almost she feel like saying, it was a threat? No, 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 what she was saying was, (laughs) what she was saying was, and I thought about, it 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 took me a while to to realize what she was, we need you. Right. I need you. Your children need you. And we can't have you in some wondering the line of work you do, whether you're going to make it home the next day or not. You can't have us living like that. I need you. Your children need you. And so that is true today. Our children need us as fathers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's important that we be involved in our lives. It's important that we be active in our lives. As much as we can, they need us in a way we probably don't even imagine. And I think it's tragic for some fathers because they don't realize how much their children need them. Right. They're doing their thing and they don't realize what how that's impacting their children's life and most of the time not for good. The very you know, when I grew up, I'm so glad I had my father and mother till they both died. There was a cartoon before you guys talk, but it was called Wait till your father gets home old cartoon we used to look at.
1: <laughs> I check that out. When
0: the children would get in trouble, the mom would say, wait till your father gets old. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad I grew up in that where the presence of a father, I, I think I would have done some some crazy stuff if my father was not involved in our lives. If I had didn't have a father to come home to, I don't think my mother would have been able to handle it. I think I would have just did some crazy stuff in life. But because I think that's why I did The presence crazy stuff. of my father, <laughs> I knew that if I did certain things, I had to answer to him when he got home from work. Mm-hmm. And I just, there were just some consequences I did never want to face. So that the presence of that father kept my life in check.
1: Uh mm-hmm. huh.
0: Like I said, I, it was 12 of us, six boys, six girls. All of my <laughs> brothers had been in yeah. jail, Whoa, bro. I think, except me and my youngest brother. I never wanted to have my parents ever come bail me out of jail. Never. And like I said, they worked hard to keep us out of jail. Some of them went, I never wanted to put that burden on my parents. That's a burden. That's a heartache to a parent. I never wanted yeah. to do that to them. But the presence of my father, because my father was there, kept me from doing a lot of things. I know if I was just, if it was just my mother raising us, I would to do some off the wall stuff. I think I'd be in jail today. Cause she, w- she wouldn't have known how to handle me. And, 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 and that father fills that vacuum. So many kids are in trouble today because they don't have that father filling that vacuum, that space in their life. And they got this emptiness in them and they're acting out in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important that fathers be involved in their children's life constantly, active, not just at home. And when you get home, you don't do nothing with your children. You gotta be active in their life. You gotta be involved. I don't care if you're sitting in the floor, play games with them or uh, read the book to them or something, something like that. You know, Gloria used to have me tell her stories every night. <laughs> like I was the greatest
1: storyteller <laughs> in the
0: world. <laughs> tell me a story before I go to bed.
1: Oh yeah, I do remember her saying that now.
0: I'm like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and you gotta think of something. You gotta think, break one. Gotta yeah, think one. of something. Um, or, or, or what do you want to hear a story about? It was important. <laughs> I didn't realize it was important to her. That right. time was important to her.
1: Man, that's interesting. But that yeah, was I mean, a great. That way was me and episode. her. So
0: she, she when I could be there before she wanted a story. To fall asleep, on man.
2: That look,
0: you. I got to get in another meeting with my job. I got some. Oh, okay. Now. I usually, they do a nine o'clock team meeting on Tuesday. I usually don't participate.
2: Oh, but uh, you got to participate this one.
0: Yeah, this one, there's there's some things going on. And I, I got some things I need to say and, and see where we're going. Okay. Uh, all right,
3: Mr. Robinson. I, I want
0: to congratulate both of you and just say how proud I am of both of you. You're there, involved with your families. You're doing doing what you should do. You're doing what every father should do. Thank you, sir. As young men, you could be doing a lot of other stuff, balling with your friends, not making time for your families. But when I see the example of you guys, I am proud of you, and I'm proud to be a father because you are carrying on what a real man should be doing and your children like i told mark your children when they get older and they see so many of their friends were raised didn't have a father man
1: yeah.
0: your children will be so when they realize how they grew up with a father and so many of their friends didn't one day when they get an old, old enough to see it they're going to realize how blessed they were
1: man thank that's
2: you what dad you want. You Thank know, you. Definitely appreciate and that. And the
0: impact, the positive impact you guys have left on their lives.
2: Right. So
0: keep up the good work you both are doing. Yeah. I love you. I'm proud of you as men, black men, because they say we don't take Thank care you. of our, you know, the, 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 yeah, and then, you know, you look at the culture. The culture is telling, basically saying, mm. kids don't, we don't need fathers. I disagree right. with that. In fact, I got, I got a book on my mind if I ever get around to writing it, but it's called, the title will be Fathers Why We Need Them. Oh, we might have to help have have you out. We might have man. to get that started. Yeah, we might we have, have to get that, get that out. On a, that. a tribute yeah. to my father, <laughs> the greatest man. Aurelia,
2: are you listening to this? Where are you? Aurelia, we're in publications, are y'all listening to this? We got a father book coming
0: out. <laughs> I, I want to write that book. I really want to write that book before I leave here. We're gonna make we gonna, sure you we do gonna help. <laughs> we're gonna make sure you
2: do that. So like, I really want to write like that book. Have now I want to read that. I need, I need help. I need help. So you know I, I'm I'm gonna read that. So we're gonna get you. We, me and Dre, we're gonna work together to help you get that together. We're gonna and, make uh, sure. We, that we out. already got we already got the connect on, on getting that published and everything. So we good. We good. <laughs> All right. Dad, thank right, you for Mr. being Robinson, part of the episode. Thank you so much, I love so you much. too, man.
0: And I'm glad you came through. Yeah.
2: I love All right, you, let Dad. me just
0: close with prayer if you guys don't mind let me just do a quick prayer Oh yeah, okay. no oh, problem yeah. I, I i thank you for these men that are fathers that are out there doing what you have called them to do in relationship to their family they're providing they're protecting but more importantly they're bringing them up in the fear and nurture and admonition of the lord bless these men bless their wives bless their families their children protect preserve and keep them in all their ways meet every need bless every man that's a father put into his heart to do for his children as you have designed and laid the foundation for us to do our suf- our world is suffering really from lack of fatherhood we talk about all these other social issues but it is really from lack of fatherhood our children are suffering Bless every man that's doing what's right. Bless these men, God. Bless your people now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, Dad. So Perfect way really to go out. Appreciate you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. I'm out. All right. <laughs> you too. All right.